The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What's up, everybody? It is Above the Dave, and it is another episode of the Lotsy Podcast. Why am I talking like that? I don't know. I'm fired up. I just had some fruit snacks, so cranking on that sugar. What are we talking about today? We're talking a little bit about the 25th anniversary of Lemon Wheel. Yeah, that just uh, went down this year, and I got my man Spun Rob in the building. We're going to reminisce a little bit and talk, you know, what's uh, what he does for work, which is drug dealing. So talking about the man Spun was and the man Spun is today. And how crazy drug dealing is today. Following that, we're going to have another segment of What If the Grateful Dead Were a Metal Band. Then we got Pat the Stat coming by and we're going to quiz him on some disco biscuits, trivia, and other stuff that he doesn't know about. Then we got a big one today. It is the Cactus, a.k.a. Gordo. It's Mike Gordon of Fish here in the studio. And he's brought his stylist, Jonathan Van Ness. They're going to chat with us a little bit about what's going on with Mike. So huff some tanks and sniff some stank. It's another episode of The Lots. Yeah, if you're fucking old, like me, or I'm not, I'm not really that old. I'm not, but man, there's a lot of like anniversary type shit that's happening, at least personally for me these days. And I know for a lot of other fans of 90s jam band music in that like you're, we're hitting a lot of milestones. Like this year was the 20th anniversary of the It Festival and I was there and I was re-listening to it and it's just so remarkable. It really might be musically the best festival and i know i know i just said that but like yo there's some all-timers that yamar the reba god the, the waves it was so solid 20 years amazing and we'll maybe talk more about that i'd like to talk more about that it was 25 years since lemon wheel my first fish festival maybe my first music festival too I think it might have been. So, I mean, that is uh, that one was even more significant for me. And it kind of fits perfectly, too, in the timeline. I know last year I was talking about my second ever fish show, 1230-97. And then I saw 1231-97. And then, I don't know, I might have caught a show between, I must have maybe caught something maybe in the spring of 98. But I don't know. Uh, I do know that I was at Lemon Wheel in 1998. That really takes the cake, I think. Uh, I know it was at MSG Holiday Run as well. It fits, uh, actually, chronologically with with this podcast to actually touch base on Lemon Wheel. And I got a buddy uh, who was there. 
Uh, we actually camped together. It's my good homie Spun Rob. I'm going to bring him out so we can reminisce a little bit for a few minutes about Lemon Wheel. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my homie Spun Rob. What I did, what I did. Looking good, my G. Oh, Spun Rob. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, you too, buddy. Looking good. Yeah, dude. That's because I'm fucking been like biking a lot, dude. Been fucking hitting the gym, too. Damn, dude. For real? Nah, dude. <laughs> nah, nah. Just been doing a lot of drugs, actually. Oh, well, you're looking good. Thanks, man. Yeah, they, thanks, dude. Uh, so I want to talk about Lemon Wheel for a few minutes. Yeah, dude, that was like one of my first fucking festivals, dude. Yeah, same, I, it was my first festival, actually. Oh, for real? You sure it wasn't like a bisco, dude? No, dude, it was it was fish. Yeah, this is high school, so I might have gone to a few, but I don't know. Maybe not. Lemon Wheel was between junior and senior year uh, of high school for me. Oh, where, dude? Yeah, yeah, I was a freshman, dude. Damn, I've known you that long? It's like I am you, dude. Huh. Anyway, so, yeah, so I know we just ended up camping next to each other. We didn't know each other, but we became fast friends at Lemon Wheel. For sure, dude. For sure. We got custied together. For sure, dude. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I went to Lemon Wheel, and one of the things I remember most was that I did travel there in a trunk of a Pathfinder. And I remember it was me and my buddy Will, and we were in this Pathfinder. I think I talked about this before. But, yeah, it was an insane drive from Connecticut to, to Maine, and so many, so many hours, and everybody was smoking weed the whole time, and it was just a bunch of crazy high school kids, and we were in the back of a Pathfinder, sitting head to toe. Like, I was, my head was against the left side of the car, and his head was against the right side of the car, and then we just kind of laid with our feet in each other's faces on top of a lot of our, like, camping stuff. Dude, wow, dude, that's rough in it, dude. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. It was one of the craziest things I did in high school, I think. How did how did you get there? Because I know we weren't, we didn't come together. Actually, dude, yeah, I actually had a few different rides. A few different rides? Well, yeah, dude, first I jumped in with my homies, Sky and Leah, dude, and we were, yeah, we did like three hours in her car and then fucking the car broke down, dude. Oh, dude, on the way to Lemon Wheel? Oh, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, 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 their car broke down. But then, fortunately, actually, we got picked up, but Leah stayed back, like, waiting for, like, the tow truck or whatever. I don't know if she actually made it or whatever. But me and uh, Sky, dude, yeah, we actually grabbed the lift with my homie Garrett, and then it was sick, dude. He, like, totally rescued us. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, that that's a relief. Yeah, dude, it was, yeah. And then we did, like, we did, like, four hours dude with garrett and then yeah dude uh we actually pulled over uh because he uh his car did die dude so that was kind of a bummer another really yeah dude uh fortunately yeah his car died it's fucking it was on the fritz dude for like for years like so now it was um garrett me and sky dude and yeah we actually grabbed a ride with a bunch of homies because we uh, were right by a gas station and so we went there and these fucking dudes rolled up who were in a van who were going to fish and we we're like, yeah, we are stranded here, dude. We're just trying to make it to the show. And he, they were like, come on in, dude. And it was fucking so sick, dude. These guys, Sean and I think his name was like Rizzo or something like that, dude. It was something like that. Damn. So so then you roll up in this van to Lemon Wheel, huh? No, dude. Actually not. Yeah, yeah. The van broke down, dude. God damn it, dude. Yeah, dude. It was fucking sucked, dude. Because like it was a sick van. It was like a party van. And then like they were all bummed. And so, yeah, they were waiting forever for like AAA, like some kids like dad had it or something and we were like yo like we were waiting for a while and so we just started like walking down the highway and 
um, Sky was wearing this fish shirt and someone like pulled over and they're like, you guys struggling right now? Like you need like some help. And so we jumped in that car and um, ended up just being these like two pretty cool chicks, dude. These like high school chicks. Uh, this one chick, Marielle, and uh, this other chick, Naraya, dude. And they were like, there's like fun chicks, dude. And me and Sky just jumped in and they had room, which was cool. I mean, I sat like on a cooler and Sky sat on the girl's lap. I think they might've been lesbians, but yeah, they were pretty in the sky. But I remember like, yeah, dude. So then we ended up making it right up to the festival. So you got into the festival. Well, yeah, no, we made it right up uh, to the festival, but then, yeah, unfortunately, uh, homegirl, uh, yeah, her her car. Let me guess, her car died? No, dude, actually, yeah, she got pulled over. Uh, she was speeding, and, oh, damn, she was going really fast. Yeah, no, she was, like, on speed, and uh, she got pulled over. Yeah, she was going real fast, and, uh, and then they, like, searched her car and actually busted her, so Mariel did not make it into the show, but they let us go. We were just in the car, you know, they were like, if you want, you're right outside, you can just walk probably the rest of the way. So yeah, we actually just walked in, which ended up being kind of pretty sick because the line to get in was fucking so many hours, you know? Dude, I know, we just waited forever to get into that festival. It's fucking, that was new to us. We were not used to just rolling up and having to sit in hours and hours of, of traffic in this tiny little town, but it was pretty cool though looking back yeah everybody was just stuck in traffic and we just walked you know we just huffed it the remaining way just me and Araya and sky dude and then yeah that was it that was us dude we ended up camping right next to you yeah yeah so i remember we got in the other thing i, I might have mentioned this on the podcast but the other thing i think it's so funny about lemon wheel is like we roll up a bunch of high school kids and immediately got custodied by a bunch of drug dealers who were all wearing lemon wheel like bootleg tie-dye t-shirts dude you fell for it dude yeah i did yeah it was fucking sucked dude because i ended up buying like a couple eighths of mushrooms from these dudes they got they got us like right as we were setting up the tent they just rolled up they're wearing the ten dollar lemon wheel shirt at lemon wheel that hasn't even started yet and they fucking took us dude they took us for probably a couple hundred dollars between the the seven or eight of us fuck dude that's a bummer dude bunk shit nah, dude i got some bunk shit there too oh really oh yeah dude i was fucking that was before i was drug dealing dude spun was just a custy back in those days dude well yeah i hope so you were like what like 15 yeah it wasn't until i was 16 when i started drug dealing dude okay well that's that's much better yeah dude yeah yeah for sure so yeah but i mean honestly like lemon wheel i got bunked so many fucking times dude well yeah but to be fair spun you just kept buying our drugs i don't remember that dude yeah 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 you were like all fucked up and you kept coming over to our tent and you were like dude does anyone have anything and we were like dude we got like some bunk bunk shrooms and you were like let's do this shit and so yeah you just kept buying the bunk shrooms from us ah shit dude why'd you let me do that dude i don't know you were really fucked up and i don't know we, we were high schoolers we thought like maybe like if you ate enough of them like maybe they would kick in we didn't know any better it was barely it was like our first time doing it ah shit dude yeah that sucks yeah because now i'm looking back i'm like maybe i was hitting you guys up too much yeah we were just sitting on that stuff it was it was awful but i'll say this despite the bunk mushrooms we got up top everything else was a was a treat i do remember in a, in a a real innocent way that we were camped next to a bunch of guys who were like seniors who just graduated high school that I remember were like hippie senior dudes and they were doing ecstasy and I was like whoa I'm around like hard drugs right now whoa <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny dude yeah I mean I remember this guy I still remember like he, like someone buzzing in my ear being like oh yeah dude Griffin yeah he's on fucking ecstasy right now and I was like what hard drugs <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i'm like damn i got mushrooms i was like tripping on mushrooms 
a lot that weekend and you know it's kind of stronger than ecstasy i think for sure dude yeah yeah i'll take ecstasy on like a tuesday dude really yeah dude i mean there's like couch door okay yeah that's one way to do it it's for sure the way yeah so i remember the rest of the weekend though was great for drugs i remember i got my first bag of g13 there my only bag of g13 and uh i might have mentioned that so just the amount of times i've already mentioned various aspects of lemon wheel already on this podcast you just kind of know the importance of this place but the, the one though that i didn't mention before was that we bunch of fucking 16 year olds scored a grandma opium like black little ball of sticky ass opium oh shit dude yeah we didn't know anything really i don't know who got it in my friend group i mean we didn't really get down with anything like that we never did pills we weren't into any opiates or anything like that and someone just happened to grab this I don't know. I think it's my buddy Nick. I don't remember much about smoking it there, though. I think we did. And I think I remember being like, holy shit, this makes the weed, the bowl smell so good and taste so good. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like real opium, dude. Like that shit smells so good, dude. Yeah. It smelled so great. We got super high. And then we brought it back to uh, Connecticut, what we had remaining, and just like got all the homies high on the whatever we had left of the opium, which which and we just put a little bit on a bowl just to give it a little extra kick. And then we, we, they loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved the smell of it, the taste of it. And then that's it. That was it. It was like 16. We did it one. Well, we got one gram of it, did it out. And then I never saw it again. I never heard of it again. That's it. That was that just lemon wheel. It somehow that happened. And uh, I still think of it sometimes. Like every now and then I'll be like, oh yeah, I hope you. Yeah, that'd be cool to do that again. I'd totally buy some of that. And then it's like, where where do you even find it? I mean, what? I've never heard anyone. And we had a couple homies from high school that came to our college freshman year selling like shitty, they called it Red Rocks or something. It was like shitty synthetic opium. I don't even know. I don't know anything about opium to know if that's even a thing, but it was fucking terrible. And uh, everybody um, gave him shit for it. But, <laughs> but like real fucking shit? No, I haven't come across it. But man, it's got to be, it's pretty powerful drug if I'm still thinking about it. 25 years later, I'm still like, oh yeah, opium. That was cool. I do that again. Like that, that, that just shows you the, the power of its, its addictive qualities for sure, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. I did a bunch of opium back in high school, dude. And uh, a little bit of middle school and a um, little bit in grade school, but like mostly, yeah, I did like in college, it was around for a hot minute, but yeah, then everybody just switched to the pills, dude. And everyone was doing opiates and just came in that pill form. And yeah, you just don't see people really rocking it. Yeah. Never hear anyone like offer it or shouted at shakedown it's uh i don't know where it is in that form anymore that's crazy dude yeah i dude i think you did some of it with us actually like a few times like every time you smelled it you came over that's actually most of the time we kicked it with you was getting high and, and kicking it at, at the campsite that's that's definitely my style dude you know just quickly i mean the music lemon wheel is it ever in the running of the best fish festival maybe yeah i think if for some reasons i could see that the glow stick war that was the 2001 at Lemon Wheel goes down as one of the best ever. thing that I always like to think about at Lemon Wheel was, there's a, there's a bunch musically, but man, the sabotage by the Beastie Boys to open third set, I think. I think the same set with 2001. Man, sabotage, Beastie Boys. I think they played it like maybe twice, three times, I don't know. I would love if they brought back sabotage. What a great cover. What a great set starter. That would be so awesome to see that song 
just as an occasional bust out because they did such a great job with it and it really got the fucking place going. So that was such a big moment in my childhood <laughs> was sabotage that just because that I mean, Beastie Boys, 90s, 98 Beastie Boys. We're talking just they're the fucking kings. They just got that the intergalactic shit was going down that whole album so yeah they were just their music videos were just crushing that was peak beastie boy time so what a what a great moment that was musically it was just fantastic front to back i still like can close my eyes and just picture myself walking through the crowd and i don't know for some reason i feel like walking through that crowd that lemon wheel crowd was like of a certain innocence that i've never been able to witness again it, there there was something so fucking great about that that group of people yeah there was just like a whole vibe of lemon wheel that was just so kind of like wholesome and sweet and artistic and that's probably the the innocence that i've internalized about that moment because of my age because so many subsequent festivals there was like a certain like darker element dirtier element late night fucking bad decision element uh this one was just like High school, smoking weed, doing some mushrooms, and just seeing the counterculture firsthand, right smack in my face, being thrown in it, and into festival culture, into fish culture. So, Lemon Wheel, what a, a major moment in my life. For sure, dude. Yeah, I mean, musically, I definitely caught more fucking Lemon Wheel than I did of festivals after that. So I feel the same way, dude. I would just kind of like get fucked up. I was just a custy, just just doing fucking drugs and just like meeting people and everybody was so great. And I was kind of new to the scene too. And I was like, dude, that like, this is where it's at, dude. Like fish was where it's at, dude. This is definitely, was a big moment for me. I love that set they did. I think it was like a day set. They opened with like a mics or something. Yeah, I think they did a mics to open or like a week of pog to close or something like that, that set. Or there was so much good music, dude. And there'd be like bands playing out and like the parking lot areas. Dude, right? Yeah, and it was just like such a vibe, dude. Yeah, just walking around Shakedown and all the food vendors and everything, man, that was that was mind-blowing. And to be on my own, I never felt more truly free, I think, in my high school years than I did at Lemonwell for those few days to do whatever I wanted. Very fond memories. And then I remember, yeah, getting back in that trunk. Me and Will, we did it all the way fucking back, too. Just like, let's do this shit. Ah, fuck, dude, back the whole way. Dude, it was like... I don't even know. I want to say like 14, 15 hours. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it was actually, it's the only fish festival I've, I went to where I didn't get kicked out. What? On the first day. Yeah, I got, I actually, yeah, I got kicked out on the third night. Oh, fuck, you did? Yeah, dude, I actually got thrown out because I took too much acid on the third night, dude. And so yeah, I ended up somewhere after that glow stick war, I ended up fucking just taking off all my clothes. Uh, you went full naked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember us having, like, a proper goodbye. Yeah, no, dude. I was, like, pissed. Like, they were, like, they were, like, dude, like, you're fucked up. Like, we're gonna have to, like, have you go, like, take a look at someone in a tent. And I, like, I don't know, dude. I was just being a dick in the tent. And, like, they could tell, like, I had my shit together. But, like, yeah, no, they didn't want to deal with me because I was fucking a naked fucking kid, dude, you know? Uh-huh. So I was just, like, dude, you know what? I'm just gonna go. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, the ambulance, like, took me out, actually, there, dude. 
Spun, it sounds like you were uh, taken out of the festival in an ambulance. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was taken out for eating too much L. And yeah, so then I, then they kept me in a hospital for a while and I called my parents and shit. It's fucking lame. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, dude, it was rough. My parents came and fucking, we got in the car, dude. Must have been a long drive home, huh? Yeah, dude, it was, dude. Because, um, because like my dad's car broke down, dude. Fuck, what? Yeah, dude, my dad's car broke down. Like, he was, like, mid-fucking scorning made it, and then the fucking car broke down, dude. It was a fucking old Volvo, dude. It was just, like, you know, he put in a lot of fucking miles on that thing. But, yeah, it just, I don't know, I think it was on my team. It just, like, didn't want to hear him bitching anymore, and just, like, I'm out, dude, and just the car died. So, yeah, then we got to get AAA, dude, and then, like, we ended up having to get, like, a rental, dude. Damn. Yeah, it was it was rough, dude, so. But I, I said from that point forward, dude, I'm not going to be a fucking custy anymore, dude. I'm not going to fucking do bunk shit, dude. I'm going to fucking, I'm only going to sell the good shit, dude. Uh, and I started, that's when I started selling. I think it was Lemon Wheel because I was just like, yo, you know, I want to be a beacon of light out there, dude. Like, I want to, like, give people, like, you know, the fire shit. Very noble of you, Spawn. Yeah, well, whatever, dude, you know. Business is good, dude. Yeah, 25 years later, business is good. Better than ever, dude, yeah. Drug dealing is interesting because uh, I'll have drug dealer Instagram pages follow the Lot Scene podcast all the time on Instagram. So so I look at those pictures. And I'm like, damn, these dudes, they got everything. They got every kind of drug, all of it looking so fire. They got all the best ecstasy pills you've heard of and all the best acid and all the like you know this bricks of coke and you know they had every gummy and every weed thing and every picture i'm like damn how'd you get all that shit oh dude those are scammers dude what oh yeah dude yeah i mean those those guys yeah they'll probably direct you to like some fucking discord or telegram you, you know dude and then they'll fucking rope you in with pictures and that's when they fucking you know want you to send some bitcoin or whatever dude next thing you know they ain't fucking selling they ain't, they ain't sending you shit dude what? That's a scam? I mean, some of them, dude. Some of them are legit, but a lot of them are fucking scams, dude. You gotta, you gotta be careful, dude. I mean, I haven't tried any to get any, but I'm, you know, I was looking out for who's got opium. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think they're gonna get that shit, but I mean, definitely let me know if they do. But and they're not gonna be down with lurking either, dude. Like, they want you to fucking pony up or fucking bounce. They'll fucking bounce you from the telegram, dude. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna fuck with it too much. I got... You know, I got a, a guy. I got a, I got a plug or two that I uh, rely on. Yeah, they're n they're not drug dealers though. Yeah, dude. Yeah, either am I. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. I'm an apothecary, dude. That dude. That's what my guy is. He's an apothecary. That's how it is now, dude. Yeah. Now I'm like a I'm like a doctor basically of like of therapeutic drugs that just happen to be illegal. Dude. Yeah. That's that's the new thing now, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. A couple years ago, I was just like, I'm a fucking apothecary, dude. And uh, yeah, I got a lot of rules about, you know, what you got to do to, to get into my circle. You know, I'm not just fucking on lot anymore, just fucking slanging shit. Nah, dude, I got trusted people and they trust me, you know, to like test everything, dude. Yeah, that's the wave now, huh? It's it's getting someone who you trust and and uh, getting someone who's testing stuff, right? I mean, that's the way you got to do it, dude. I got homies who are still de dealing drugs for sure. I'm a wook, so, you know, I got homies out there, you know, who put in that wook, but uh, I mean work. But yeah, for me, it's like I'm a businessman, dude, you know? I mean, we have an Instagram. Oh, you do? I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. We got an Instagram, but, like, I don't run it, you know, and it's legit. It's, like, real pictures of our shit, and it's just, uh, you know, I don't even run it. My, my CMO runs it. I'm sorry? Your CMO? You have a CMO. 
oh yeah dude yeah no i'm cmo yeah board of bookies yeah we have like it's a legit business dude i got a booth assistant a booth assistant oh yeah dude definitely got a booth assistant does she do anything else but boofing uh i mean every now and then she'll like maybe run to the bank for me or something but yeah not that much pretty much just boofing okay yeah dude it's it's a legit business you know i've been doing it for a long time i'm a professional dude and uh i'm a work but like you know work hard play hard you know what i mean that's how i live dude so anyway dude yeah no business is good yeah it's it's no longer hanging out in drug dealers basements anymore getting in you know small talk while you wait for them to hook, hook you up with the drugs now there's like discords and telegrams and special apps you have to download to talk in secret right it's a whole uh, there's a lot of protection now for both sides in the, in a digital age that now exists right it's it's not the same world where you know before cell phones and we we had to show up at a certain time at a certain place or you miss that dude in the parking lot ah dude yeah those were that's what those were the days man where i would just get a fucking i had a beeper dude and i'd meet in the mall parking lot dude yeah we had a guy like that those are the days man but yeah i mean we're doing way more business now but you just got to protect yourself well spun it's always a pleasure man having you on the podcast you always let us in on your world and we appreciate that what's up lots seniors dude just happy to reminisce dude yeah man that was that was cool man thanks for coming on the pod as always and uh we'll talk to you real soon spun all right guys peace spun rob everybody i don't know about you but when i first heard about the grateful dead i was 10 years old and i remember hearing the name being referenced as a band. I don't know if it was by a person or the television, but I I did catch the skulls and I heard the name Grateful Dead. And the first time, really the maybe the first couple of years that I heard the name being tossed around and I never investigated it or heard any of it myself, which was maybe about three, four years of my life. I I knew of them, didn't know anything about them. But I'll tell you, I don't know if you were like me, but I definitely thought for many of those years as a kid that the Grateful Dead were a metal band and it's funny to think back about that now knowing the band they are but you know it's got me thinking what if the grateful dead were a metal band Okay, our next guest. He is a Disco Biscuits statistician. That's right, he knows every single fact about the Disco Biscuits. He's the ultimate Bisco nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our man, Pat the Stat. Oh, good to be here. 
Pat, long time no see. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, doing great. Pat, so you are back here on the podcast for what we like to do with you, which is put you to the test because, man, you have every single Disco Biscuits stat just all up in that cranium, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're my favorite band. Yeah, mine too. I just don't remember everything that they've done. But you, as you've told us, have a uh, photogenic memory and no social life. <laughs> yeah, so that combination is going to make you a pro, knowing every single fact about the Disco Biscuits, I assume. Sure does. <laughs> All right, Pat, so let's get right to it. I'm going to ask you some questions here that we wrote down, and you just give us the answer. All right. Okay, first question for Pat the Stat. When is the last time that they played the song Eulogy? Pat? 12-31-2018. All right, there we go. Pretty good, pretty... Pretty easy, maybe? <laughs> I'll say. Next question, Pat the Stat. How many times have they played the song Sweating Bullets? 48. That is correct. He's got two on the board real fast. <laughs> All right. All right, Pat. Next question. When is the last time that you've talked to a woman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay, it's it's nine fourteen two thousand twenty three. Ooh, yeah, we're just getting word from our producers right now. Uh, yeah, Pat, unfortunately, yeah, fast food drive through workers do not count for this. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. okay, fine. It's um November twenty second two thousand twenty one. Okay, appreciate that, Pat. There you go. Got that one right. Uh, what did that have to do with the disco biscuits? Oh yeah, Pat. I don't. Uh, I don't write the. I don't write the questions. You know, we we have a staff that does that. Okay. Just kidding. I do. What? So, uh, Pat, where was the song "Pimp Blue Ricky" debuted for the first time live? The Hippodrome Theater in Baltimore, Maryland, on September eleventh, two thousand and nine. Whoa, all right. Great stuff, Pat. And all right, next question for Pat. Who wrote Tamarin Alley? Mark Brownstein. He's racking them up, folks. He knows it all. Child's play. <laughs> all right, Pat, next question. When is the last time a woman has told you that she loves you? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I... Okay, I, uh, yes, yes, it's August 28th, 2023. Uh, oh. <laughs> what? We're getting word again from the producers, Pat. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a woman other than your mother, unfortunately. Oh, I even sound like, I don't know, let me think. Uh, yes, wait, 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 um, got it, it's... It's May 4th, 2004. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's correct. What, what was that one, Pat? I helped a girl pass a test by letting her cheat off me. Uh-huh. And she said she loved me for it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sad. So, all right, next question, Pat. When did the song Caterpillar debut? Actually, that's a true question. Oh, is it? 
yes, uh, it was debuted by Sucker Punch, not the Disco Biscuits, at the Endless Mountain Music Festival on July 19th, 2003. Oh, and it was an instrumental named Messina Verde. Whoa, that is absolutely correct. We did not say in the question, when did the biscuits debut Caterpillar? You're absolutely correct. It was debuted by The Perfume on October 23rd, 2003 with lyrics. Whoa, Pat, we're going to give you two points on that. We couldn't fool you on that one. So that's going to be an extra point. Really good shit right there, Pat. That was that was a tougher one. Yeah, that's not tough. All right, Pat, next question. We asked 100 women on the street, what turns them on about a man the most? Can you name what it is? <laughs> the mud turns women on the, <clears throat> uh, uh, the most. Uh, well, I, uh, muscles? No, you get a few guesses, though. Try again. Hey, <laughs> okay, uh, money. <laughs> uh, nope, not that, not money. Sorry, try, try another one. Uh, confidence. <laughs> I wouldn't know that one. Yeah, sorry, Pat. No, unfortunately, uh, three strikes is going to be all that we can give you on that one. Yeah, the correct answer was having an extensive knowledge of the band the disco biscuits <laughs> we, uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh really that can't be yeah yeah dude we were surprised as well when we got those results but yeah i mean you mean uh, this whole time <laughs> we asked a hundred women and most of them said that that's what turns them on about a man the most uh, uh, well, <laughs> i you telling me this whole time I could have been smashing, dude? You seem really in shock by this. I mean, yeah, I uh, never tried to talk biscuits to a girl before. <laughs> what? Yeah, they go crazy, dude. Really? Oh my god, yeah. Oh, uh, hey, look, Pat, there's uh, Sally. You know Sally, right? Oh, <laughs> of course. Hey, Sally, how you doing? Oh, yeah. She's pretty, huh, Pat? <laughs> sure is. <laughs> hey, 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 Sally, come here. Meet Pat here. Hello. <laughs> I like your ears. <sighs> so, Sally, Pat here, he knows everything about the disco biscuits. Oh, that's so fucking hot. <sighs> right? Oh, oh, that's so sexy. Oh, <laughs> tell her, Pat, some things you've got up in that big old noggin. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, uh, did you know that the Disco Biscuits have played the Ogden Theater more than any other venue? A whopping 28 times. Oh, that's so fucking hot. <sighs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, tell her more, man. Tell her more. She's getting worked up. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, the band has played Safety Dance and Temptist. 69 times. <laughs> oh, Pat, you dog, dude, with the 69 reference. Oh, dude, you talking dirty to her, dude. <laughs> Don't stop, man. Don't stop now. The Biscuits debuted the rock opera Chemical Warfare Brigade on December 30th, 2000. Um, uh, oh, my God. 
The Biscuits haven't played you and I in, in 412 shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my See? Dude, look at Look at what you made her do. You freaking stud, huh? I had no idea. Dude, yeah. So, Pat, I mean, hey. Thanks for coming on the show today. It sounds like, man, you got to get out of the studio and, and you got to start talking to chicks, dude. I will run away. <laughs> get me out of here. All right, Pat the Stat, thanks for coming by. Hey, thank you. <laughs> All right, where the ladies at? Pat the Stat, everybody. Uh, Sally. All right, Sally, he's gone. Okay, cool. So, I think I said, what, I'd pay you 40 bucks for that? Oh, yeah. yeah 40. Okay. All right, thanks for doing that for us. Give it up for Sally the Jam Band Groupie for making an easy 40 bucks today. Oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. All right, our final guest of the day is the bass player of Fish. Do I need to say anything more? Let's just bring him back. Out. Everybody, it is the one, the only, Mr. Mike Gordon. What's going on, everybody? Michael, hello. What's going on, man? How we doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Just came back from the gym. Yeah, I can see that. You, uh... You got the guns out right now. What is this? Performing at SPAC right now? What are you doing right now with those 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 big ferocious guns out? You know, Bubba Dave, I'm just letting the cacti get some sun. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. The cacti, huh? Oh, yeah. So I hear that you did not come alone today, that you actually wanted to, to bring out someone with you? I have a personal stylist now. Oh, that's cool. Well, uh, let's bring him out. Well, you may know him from Queer Eye. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's Jonathan Van Ness. Oh, my God. Gars. Oh, Jonathan Van Ness. Take a seat right here. Thanks for coming out. Oh, what an awesome treat, man. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Oh, my God. It's like a dorbs in here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Who's that little fierce little guy over there? Oh, that that's, uh, that's Marco. Oh, oh, my God. Look at him. He's like soups of dorbs. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, JVN. So, Jonathan, can we just call you JVN? <laughs> I just really like JVN. Yeah, it's like way more fierce. It is. Yeah, it's way more fierce. Uh, so you're the stylist now for Mike Gordon, I, we hear. And man, what a great job you're doing. This guy is looking great. He's looking confident and sexy. Sexy. I was going to get that to that. Fierce. And fierce. And adorbs. Yeah, and adorbs, definitely. Yeah, and lean, shredded, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That seems like a stretch. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Mike, so much good stuff going on. You got it. You look at you, man. You know, you're looking great. You got a stylist. You're in the gym 10, 12 times a day. Wow. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. You got a new album that fucking slaps, dude. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I worked really hard on that. It's, uh, it's a really good album. It's maybe my best album ever. Yeah, it's it really is. Like, dude, it's one of the best Fish solo albums. I think that, uh, that's, out, that's out there. I love the shit you do. Solo. I'll say it. I don't think I always felt that way, but but the last couple albums are really, really entertaining listens. Uh, I like that Fish played some of your songs, too. I think that's cool. 
I'll play anything, you know. I got this new bass. Yeah, dude, you got a new bass? Yeah, I got a new bass. It's really cool. It's a darbs. Yeah, it's a darbs. I love that for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, you've been posting all the videos with your with your cool new bass. Oh, yeah, did, did you catch that on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're pretty active sometimes on Instagram. I see, I, I actually watch all your stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, I love that for you. You, you love that for me? Yeah, I love that for you. So what else is new? With me? Oh, uh, well, uh, not much. Uh, we're, uh, you know, you know, obviously we're in Vegas now, so that's a, that's a new thing for us. I'd love that for you. Oh, you, you love that for me? Why do you, why, why do you keep saying that? Oh, it's just like a thing that I say now. It's like so adorbs. Yeah, right? It's fierce. Okay, well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna ask you a question now. Is that all right? Oh my god, listen to him. He's so fierce. This is going to be about my shoes? Um, I don't think I have any questions about your shoes. Uh, though I, I do see you, uh, speaking of Instagram, you, that you posted a picture with Abby Jacobson, and I saw you guys talking at the Hollywood Bowl, which I talked about on this podcast earlier this season. Oh my god, Abby. Oh, I love her. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I love Abby. She's like so fierce. I was going to say adorbs. I love that for you. I love that for you. So just, <clears throat> you guys definitely seem pretty tight these days. We're like BFFs. Yeah, we're real tight. This, this version of Mike Gordon seems very pumped and, and happy. And that's, that's, that makes me happy. But like, how did you, how did you guys meet? How'd you guys link up? Oh my God, it's such a funny story. Okay, check it out. So I was in Joshua Tree and um, I was just like taking photos and like, you know, doing stuff in Joshua Tree. And uh, I was staying in an Airbnb, and at the Airbnb next to me was Jonathan. Love that. Yeah, and I was like, hey, it's, oh my god, it's JVN, of course, from Queer Eye. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, hey, what's up, dude? I'm, I'm Mike from Fish. Maybe you know me. I'm Gordo, Cactus. I, like, didn't even know him. He was, like, soups of darbs. Yeah, I had no idea who Fish was or anything. I was, like, in Joshua Tree with a couple friends. I was like, come on over. And we played cards. And we laughed. And we drank a little wine totes oh that's cool that's that's a really fun story so now jvn you're styling mike i know you're a busy guy you're you're doing more episodes of queer eye and uh i've checked some of those out man i've watched some of the new the new season man that i don't know something about that show it just makes me feel like it's uh it's making the world a better place that's how i feel about queer eye honestly just i watch it and i it gives me hope when i when i need to feel hope in this world if i feel like everybody's a shithead I honestly could just put on Queer Eye and I'm like, oh, oh there are uh, good. Everybody's good. Everybody's trying their best. <laughs> you know, above the Dave. Uh, yeah, Mike. I love that for you. Well, thanks, Mike. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it for me, too. Let's see if it's a darbs. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It just sounds like things are going really well for you right now, Mike. You're looking great. You're in great shape. Putting out new great music. Hanging out with cool celebrities. Living the life, man. I really... Mike Mike Gordon peaking in 2023? Maybe? Oh, yeah, I'd say... Excuse me. My scarf. Just swallowed some of my scarf. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I would say this is probably the best year of my life right now. I'm just... You know, I'm having fun. But, like, I'm just like a cool dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're... you're, you're you're the coolest fucking dad, dude. That's what you actually are. You did it. You pulled it off. Yeah, pretty fierce. Well, thanks for coming on to the podcast, Mike Gordon and Jonathan Van Ness. It was an absolute pleasure. Please come back again. I'd love to get some some more updates. For sure. Yeah, we will do. 
great. <laughs> oh, man, that did not go well. Oh, uh, excuse me, guys. Uh, hey, Pat, you're, you're back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Above the dam, I immediately went outside and started talking to a girl out at her car. Oh, oh, oh yeah? How, and did you tell her facts about the Disco Biscuits? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told her every single time an Above the Waves was played. Yeah, you told her just you just listed them off, huh? Yeah, I thought it would really work her up, but she ended up kicking me in the shin and driving off in her car. Yeesh, <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, you just found one of those girls who just doesn't doesn't like the disco biscuits, huh? They're... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, mean, I just had to come back in and wash up because she was uh, she hit me with her car. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, Pat, Pat, of course. Oh my God! Who is this? A darbs little fierce little man. Oh, uh, JVN. Yes, this is Pat the Stat. He's a disco biscuit statistician. I love that for you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Oh my God. He's like so great. We could totes do like a makeover with him. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah. I'd say maybe let his guns out or something. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. You think? Oh man, that'd be great for you, Pat. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh my God. Yeah, of course. I would love that. Yeah. That'd be soups, totes, greats. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, go go. take Pat the stat. Give this man a makeover. Let's turn him into a new guy and then and maybe come on back on the podcast and let's and let's see the new Pat the stat, huh? Whoa. <laughs> Are you sure about the Dave? Yeah, yeah, go with these guys. I'm telling you. They're, this is this guy's a pro. This guy's going to turn your fucking shit around. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like so darbs. Come on. All right, Buffy Dave, catch you later. All right, see you, JVN. See you, Pat the Stat. See you, Mike. Give it up, everybody, for Mike Gordon and Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> all right, and that's going to do it for another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. I'm going to thank all of my guests. First and foremost, Spun Rob for reminiscing with me. Also, I want to thank Pat the Stat and Sally the Jam Band Groupie for letting us quiz and lie to him quite a bit. Uh, Also, give it up for Mike Gordon and Jonathan Van Ness for coming on to the podcast today. Appreciate them doing that. Next week, I have mentioned that I was going to do this, and it's going down next week. I did end up taking acid, and I listened to half of all of the King Gizzard albums. Uh, I listened to half of their catalog because I know I said I'd do all of it, but frankly, uh, we looked at the time and the amount of time I'd be tripping. And so I wanted to maximize what I was listening to tripping. So next week, I'm going to discuss how I listened to 14 King Gizzard albums on acid one Saturday here. And I'm going to break that all down for you. Following that, we have a newcomer to the podcast. It's the Wolfman's brother. And we're excited to talk with him. And then finally, we have back to the podcast from the wonderful band, The String Cheese Incident. It's Bill Nershey and Michael Kang. Next week is going to be great. Appreciate you guys for coming back and listening to more of this insanity. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll see you next week on another episode of The Lots. 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 The